Welcome to Ghoul's Night Out with your hostesses, Brandy and Jody. Hello, beautiful ghouls. Welcome. This is Brandy. I'm here with my sister, Jody. Hello. So I have a stupid joke to start the podcast okay. out with. Okay. What's your stupid joke? How do you make a ghost or a Kleenex dance? Oh, I know this one. Do you want me to tell you or do you just want to do Go it? Go ahead. You put a little boogie in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's stupid. Okay. Um, I have some embarrassing moments to start off with okay first one is i was hanging with some male co-workers after our shift ended we got on the topic of hybrid cars which i drive and how awful those things are i thought they'd make fun of me so i stayed quiet about mine after their conversation i got up to say bye and then two of the guys offered to walk me to my car i didn't want them to see it so i told them no but it was late so they insisted there was a Corvette parked next to my car, so I acted like it was mine. The boys were impressed. <laughs> I dug through my purse as if searching for keys, wishing they'd leave, but they didn't. I panicked and did the unthinkable. I tried to open the Corvette's door, hoping they'd go away if I just got in, but the alarm went off. I ran to my car, shouted, I'm sorry, and sped off. <laughs> they still haven't let me live it down. <laughs> of course they're not. <laughs> you don't show boys a corvette and think they're just gonna walk away seriously they're gonna want to get in it and probably drive exactly. it exactly yeah <laughs> okay next one i had a really exhausting day i was like a zombie when i came in to brush my teeth and put on moisturizer apparently i was so tired that i'd even forgotten to set my alarm so i majorly over overslept the next morning I threw on clothes in a panic and ran into the bathroom and was horrified by what I saw in the mirror. I was bright orange. I had used my sister's self-tanning moisturizer the night before. I had no choice but to head to school where my friends called me tangerine. Not only was the color streaky, but it looked, it also took nearly a week to fade. Oh, no. That would be horrible. <laughs> I hate that fake tanning stuff. It, st- it stinks so bad. It does. Bad. Like, if she put it on her face, you uh, would know. I, yeah. I would be smelling that shit yeah, all night long. it does not smell very good. All right, next one. I went to a Halloween party as Catwoman, dressed in skin-tight black jumpsuit with spaghetti straps, knee-high black boots, and cat ears headband. The jumpsuit had a zipper that ran all the way up the front, which unfortunately was kind of cheap. All night, I was fidgeting with it to make sure it stayed closed, but I hoped it would be fine. The party filled up with people, and when I finally spotted my crush, I approached him and started a conversation. It was going great until I tried to tug my zipper up as a precaution and broke it instead. My goal had been modesty, but I had ended up with a jumpsuit top completely open. Talking to my crush was nerve-wracking enough, so when this happened, I was mortified. I almost started crying out of fear that he'd start laughing at me. Instead, he looked around awkwardly and showed me where the bathroom was. (laughs) We barely talked again. (laughs) Oh, no. (laughs) Poor thing. That sucks. (laughs) Next one, I was out with my best friend and her family for pizza. I went to the counter to get napkins, and on my way back, I had passed the bathroom. Apparently, someone had clogged the toilet in the men's room because there was water overflowing from underneath the door. I didn't notice until I slipped and fell right into the puddle. Not only was I embarrassed, but I was also seriously grossed out and nervous to tell her family what I'd fallen into. They laughed and helped me clean up, but it was so traumatic. And then you had to get in their car and... (laughs) Gross. Next one, I led a conference panel for 200 students and had a break before my presentation. So I watched Netflix to help me relax. When it came time to present, I plugged my laptop into the AV system. Somehow, even though the video on my computer had been paused and minimized, it started playing what I'd been watching. The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody. My guilty pleasure. (laughs) I scrambled to exit out of it, but everyone saw and started laughing. I disconnected my laptop, exited out of the browser, and plugged it back in. Everyone laughed again, this time at my Harry Styles wallpaper. (laughs) (laughs) after that i looked up only when i had to speak (laughs) i 
that's horrible. It's bad enough to go up in front of people. And I talk, know, let alone. but you know, if you're gonna if you're gonna do something like that, you have no choice but to own it. Oh you yeah. Just, I mean, yeah. don't have it as your wallpaper if you don't love him. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. Next one. I'm a hostess at a restaurant and really into one of the cooks. I was in the kitchen during a break watching him work when my manager told me to be careful of a spill a few steps away. A bit later, I moved out of my crush's way to, and slipped on the mess. Trying not to fall, I threw my arms up and knocked him down with me. He was carrying an order, so we both ended up on the ground covered in food. Worse, my manager took a pick. Now it's in his office, and it reminds me of how bad it was. I'm all red and almost in tears. <laughs> <laughs> that would suck. Yep. Next one, my family has a beach house on the Outer Banks. The cutest boy lives next door, so I always try and look good in case I see him. One morning, I woke up early to get to the beach and volunteered to take my three-year-old cousin down to the shore with my aunt. I was walking backward in in the sand to face my cousin in case she ran off. And as I was going, I heard my aunt say, watch out. Little did I know, cute neighbor boy was sitting on his towel behind me. I ended up ramming my butt straight into his face. (laughs) We both crashed into the sand and started laughing. He tried making small talk. I felt so awkward, I ended the conversation and walked away. We never talked again. Aww. Aww. Once again, own it. Seriously, you gotta laugh at yourself. Otherwise, you'll never make it out of this life alive. (laughs) Uh, Next one. Before class started, I wanted to say hi to my crush, who was standing with some friends. As I was walking towards them, he went to point at something on the chalkboard. He didn't notice I was right there, and his hand flew straight into my stomach, hitting me really hard. I hunched over in pain while I was hiding my beet red face. He apologized and asked if I wanted to punch him back as payment, which I declined. As I escaped to my seat, I could hear his friends laughing as I felt so humiliated. Whenever I'd see my crush after that, he'd bring up the incident as if it were some inside joke. I started avoiding him because that's not a memory I want to relive. <laughs> These must be like young kids yeah. or something because yeah, they have to be. Yeah. Because, yeah, you've got to laugh at yourself. And these are, these have to be like preteens or something. Something because, I mean, great conversation starter. Yeah, that's absolutely. what he's using it as. Exactly. You know? Yeah, remember that time I hit you in the stomach really hard? (laughs) (laughs) All right. Next one. (laughs) Okay. I had just gotten high-heeled Steve Madden boots and was so excited to show them off at school. Yeah, they have to be Mm -hmm. young, young kids. I was strutting down the hall feeling extra fierce and fabulous until my heel got caught in a crack in the floor. I went down falling face flat on my face i tried to get up mega fast and act like nothing had happened but when i went to stand up i slipped and fell on my butt everyone was laughing and taking snapchats i was traumatized that's something that we had never had to deal with yeah no thank god Everything there was no pictures or photos yeah. taken or so pictures of my entire time growing up were like out there Oh my god, who knows what would have been on them. Oh, this one kind of sucks, but it would be embarrassing. I was at the beach with my friends, and these hot guys were checking us out. Feeling bold, I went over to introduce myself. I was chatting with one guy and flirting hard, playing with my hair, laughing, touching his arm. I really thought he was into me until he asked for my best friend's number. Ouch, my bruised ego wouldn't let me uh, give it to him. (laughs) (laughs) Go get it yourself! Oh, gosh, this one would be embarrassing, too. I was shopping at this one store in the mall that always really that was always really dark inside. I walked up to what I thought was a male mannequin and began to feel how soft his shirt was. To my horror, it was... A, it was to my horror, the mannequin was actually an employee. He couldn't <laughs> stop laughing at my mistake. <laughs> Just walk up to someone, start feeling their material. <laughs> that would be horrible. It would probably would scare the hilarious. shit out of you. <laughs> Well, when they moved, you'd probably, like, oh, my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. Oh, this one I kind of didn't understand, but maybe it's a kids these days kind of thing. 
Um, I'm on the swim team and had and to maintain some privacy in the locker room, we put our swimsuits on over our underwear, then we take our undies off beneath our suits before heading to practice. It just sounds like way too much work that for me. Just really freaking take it off and do what you got to do. Anyway, um, one day my crush, crush walked up to me on the pool deck and got and I got super excited. Little did I know that he'd come over to tell me I'd forgotten to take off my underwear. Oh my god! The obnoxiously bright pair was peeking out of my suit. My face had never been so red. That would be horrible. Like, yeah. Most people would just ignore it, and they wouldn't go up and say... Yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. Okay, my last one. I was at my mom's work function with her co-worker's son, who was really cute. We were at a park, and I wanted to come off as the fun, sporty girl that I am. He walked from the bleacher, watched from the bleachers as I tried to show off kicking a soccer ball around with my sister. The field was really wet from the rain the night before, so when I went to pass the ball, I slipped, fell, and got covered in mud. My sister hadn't noticed that I was down, so when I was getting up, she kicked the ball. It hit me so hard in the face, I fell again. <laughs> I ran away and hid in the car for the rest Aww. of the day. <laughs> sucks so bad <laughs> all right those were my embarrassing moments for the my preteen apparently yeah, embarrassing moments <laughs> for the week all right this week i did ghosts of delaware all right um i don't think delaware is very big so there wasn't <laughs> that many okay so i also did monsters of delaware awesome okay the Addie c bethany beach the Addy Sea is a stunning Victorian-style bed and breakfast in Bethany Sands. It has 13 rooms, three of which are believed to be haunted. The rooms that are alleged to be haunted are rooms 1, 6, and 11. The most famous of these is room 1, which has a haunted bathroom. Witnesses have said that the bathtub shakes violently. A number of guests have experienced this strange phenomenon. In room oh, no. six, guests report being woken up by the sound of an organ playing, even though there is no, no organ on the property. Finally, room 11 is said to be haunted by a former employee, Mr. Paul Delaney. Aside from the three haunted rooms in the Addy Sea, there is also a ghost who runs through the hallways in the evenings. There are also some reports of phantom footsteps on the roof at night. This is linked to Kurt Addy, who fell to his death from the roof. Finally, some guests have reported the unexplained scent of perfume and the sound of mysterious music. There is little doubt that the Addy Sea is one of the most haunted hotels in Delaware. Did you say the tub shook? Yes, violently. Yes. With people in it? I guess. I don't know. Oh my god. And I'm thinking it's got to be one of the the claw-footed bathtubs or something because i mean otherwise it wouldn't be able to shake yeah that is the most horrifying thing that would I be horrible that's like where you're your most vulnerable absolutely in a shower or a bathtub even even worse than a shower because you are laying there yeah and most of the time i know at least with me when i take a bath because i take showers unless i'm trying to relax mm -hmm. so the fact that i would even take a bath is like very rare because you know you just don't have time for that usually yeah, yeah. and oh my gosh for something like yeah, that to happen i would probably flip out yeah absolutely that is horrifying <laughs> the david finney inn in newcastle one of the most haunted inns in Delaware is said to be the David Finney Inn in Newcastle. It is actually thought to be haunted by a spirit that belongs to the nearby Amstel House Museum, which is also said to be incredibly haunted. The two buildings were actually once linked by an underground tunnel, and it is believed that the spirit is a member of the Finney family. The paranormal activity seems to be focused on the third floor, and guests occupying these rooms have reported a variety of strange activity, including doors and windows opening by themselves and objects being moved around by unseen hands. Coincidentally, the activity at Amstel House also seems to focus on the third floor. Brick Hotel on the Circle in Georgetown. Georgetown's Brick Hotel on the Circle dates back to the 19th century when it was originally a public house 
with a rather unsavory clientele. It now serves as a hotel and is apparently haunted. Among the many reports of unexplained activity are doors that are unlocked, then opened by unseen hands, as well as paintings that move on their own. Guests also say they see orbs of light in photographs taken in the hotel. I don't like orbs. What do you mean? You don't think they're real? I don't think most of them are real. Yeah, I think a lot of them are bugs or dust. It's bugs or, yeah. that's The things, like, if they are moving and, I mean, that's still, it's a bug. I don't know. Yeah, I'm kind of with you. I, I don't. I've seen some that, that seem to be more than that. Like, yeah. they're bigger and they're moving, um... I guess I don't know if you'd say with purpose or right or whatever, but right. yeah, most of them I don't believe or anything. Yeah, and and it's some like I guess you just don't know, but uh, yeah, it's and and that's I think that's why I I don't like them much because you just don't know and you can't really prove it e- either way. Yeah. Now there was one. Um, remember that one that my friend Amy, her friends. Um, their doorbell kept ringing. Yeah. And they had one of those security cameras yeah. on their front door. See, that's weird. And that, but that comes with other stuff that. Yeah. So I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that's, that's a. But yeah, because, because it showed when, because they're like, who keeps ringing our doorbell? Because when they would go to answer the door, nobody would be there. Yeah. So they looked at the footage and it shows this ball of light going up to their door that's at right. the same time that their doorbell rang it was that's so creepy. crazy bewitched and bedazzled bed and breakfast on rehoboth beach bewitched and bedazzled bed and breakfast has 11 different rooms each with a different theme linked to the tv sitcom bewitched oh i love that that's show. cute i know i want to go Several of them are also said to be haunted. Among the spirits that are said to make their home in this haunted inn are the ghosts of an old sea captain and his family. The captain's 12-year-old daughter is often seen in the basement of the house, while his son and wife are most often reported roaming the grounds. It is common for guests to report seeing or hearing strange noises in the hallways, including phantom footsteps and disembodied voices. Many guests and staff members have also seen ghostly apparitions. Nobody has ever been able to establish exactly who the sea captain might have been in life, but the spirits here are friendly and the staff will talk freely about them if you ask, sometimes even if you don't. Hmm. Old Maggie's Bridge in Seaford. The ghost story about Old Maggie's Bridge is an interesting one, but it certainly does have some elements of urban legend about it, given that it seems to be a Bloody Mary type of game. However, it is popular enough that the local people will still warn visitors about the bridge, so it most likely qualifies for being included, even if it is a little embellished. Anyway... And that's what it says. Anyway, (laughs) Maggie's Bridge is located on Route 78 in Seaford and is apparently the site of a fatal accident in which a pregnant woman named Maggie perished. Legend is that if you stand on Maggie's Bridge at night and shout, Maggie, I have your baby, into the darkness, you will soon hear the sound of sobbing, of a sobbing Maggie scrambling in the bushes looking for her child. Did you see this story on... Uh, paranormal caught on camera no i haven't watched all of them yet it's in there is it one of the later episodes i don't remember but it's in there oh my gosh something happened (gasps) don't tell me is crazy what is it called again uh old maggie's bridge in seaford i will definitely have to look for it because i i kind of stopped watching them a little bit so i still have a few left to watch well i'm reading this i'm like oh it sounds like that was you know i'm thinking that in my head and then but the the maggie i have your baby because that's what they would yell oh my gosh that's you have to watch it i thought that story was creepy yeah well the the video camera oh no footage oh my gosh is even better Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna have to look at that. Yeah, that was a good one. Uh, Bellevue Hall in Wilmington. Bellevue Hall is a property that sits nestled in Bellevue State Park, and it is reputed to be one of the most haunted places in Delaware, thanks to a number of spirits 
who call it home. The second and third floors of the building are closed to the public, but staff say that these are by far the most active parts of the property in terms of unexplained activity. The ghosts have been known to mess around with the electricity, move chairs around, and they are often heard in the form of disembodied screams and laughter. Mm-mm. No, thank you. <laughs> Cape Henlopen State Park in Lewes. <laughs> It's spelled L E W E S. Lewis? Lewis? I guess. I I, sure. Cape Henlopen State Park in Lewis, Delaware also has a rather creepy tale associated with it. It is said that there is a phantom soldier still on duty behind Tower 12. Those who get cl- too close to his post, which is located in a bunker underneath what appears to be a dune, near the campground bicycle trail next to spotting tower 12 have heard growling and have been yelled at by disembodied voices the face of the soldier also manifested itself in photographs and video clips recorded in the area on a number of different occasions christiana fire company station 12 and christiana it is said that there are two different ghosts haunting the christiana fire company station 12 one of them believed to be evil and one kind the evil spirit is said to appear in the doorway of the engineer's room as a dark shadowy figure this one seems to appear much more frequently than the other kinder ghosts in fact the kind spirit is rarely seen but it is believed that whenever the evil spirit appears the kind spirit is there stopping the evil one from going any further into the hallway Witnesses say that it is an ongoing battle between good and evil and that anyone present when it happens can most definitely feel it. Catman's Grave in Frankfurt One of the strangest tales to come out of Delaware has to be the Catman. This story is associated with Long Cemetery in Frankfurt, said to be one of the most haunted places in Delaware. Apparently in life, the Catman was a gravekeeper who spent a large portion of his time chasing troublemakers out of the cemetery. He was apparently a very feline-looking man, and after his death, it is said that those cat-like features became more prominent, and now the caretaker's spirit manifests as part cat, part man creature, who has often scared away the kids who come to the cemetery to party. He's still watching over the place, even in death. It is also said that if you are bold enough to knock on his tomb and disturb him at rest, then he will mess with your vehicle, making it so you have a difficulty leaving the cemetery. Hmm. Is that the same Catman that I don't remember where I thought it was in like in France or something like that, where there's pictures of a Catman and he supposedly lives in the um, sewers of Paris. I have never heard of that. I think that's where it is. It could be that one for all I know, but there's pictures of of him. Look it up. It's like. He's called the Catman, and there's pictures of him like crawling out of the sewer, chasing rats, and like is he supposed to be like a real man that looks like a cat? Yeah, it's oh. super creepy. He, yeah, it's a man, but he looks like a cat and he acts like a cat. And okay, I, I, I don't know where it. That could be him, for all I know. Hmm. But yeah, look it up. It's it's creepy. It's weird. John Dickinson House in Dover. The Dickinson Mansion, also known as Poplar Hall, served as the childhood home of John Dickinson, former congressman and delegate to the U.S. Constitutional Convention in 1787. The property was built in 1739 and almost completely destroyed in a fire during 1804. It is now open to the public as a museum and is also one of the most haunted places in Delaware. The house is said to be haunted by John Dickinson himself, and many visitors have reported hearing the sound of someone writing in the old master's study. His apparition has also been seen around the property, and his voice has been captured several times via EVP. Oh, weird. Fort Delaware in Delaware City. Fort Delaware is now inactive in that it no longer serves as a harbor defense facility. However, it is certainly still active in terms of paranormal activity. Pease Patch Island has been owned by the military since the 1810s, having been seized from a Dr. Gale who was using it as his private hunting ground. The French built the fort to protect Delaware from the Confederates and other enemies. In 1812, 
Captain Samuel Babcock oversaw the efforts to make the fortification stronger. Seawalls and dikes were built at strategic points around the island, and the construction of the Star Fort was started in 1817. However, due to various delays and damage suffered, it took much longer to complete than anticipated. The second version of the fort, which is the pentagonal, I don't know if I said that right, one you see on the island today, was designed by Captain Delafield and was built between 1848 and 1859, although it was not declared complete until 1868. Today, Fort Delaware is said to be one of the most haunted places in Delaware, and the dungeons are probably the most active spot in the structure. Prisoners would have been kept in the dungeon without beds or even water. They slept on the floor amidst the vermin, so needless to say, death and disease were rife. There have been many people who have reported shadowy figures and full-body apparitions in the dungeon area, and it is not at all uncommon to hear disembodied voices echoing through the dark halls of the fort. There have also been sounds of chains rattling. That's great. It's uh, Scotland. Oh. What the fuck? <laughs> it looks like he's got a mask on. Yeah, I don't know. This is a... I said... I think he says... My phone's get ready to die. But I think it said he was a Russian sailor in Scotland. He's like... He lives in the sewer and he chases rats and shit. Okay. I don't know. It's weird. <laughs> it's very weird. Okay, and then the next few I have are the monsters of Delaware. All right. So the first one I have is the Selbyville Swamp Monster. Two raccoon hunters trudging through the Great Cypress Swamp of Selbyville, Delaware, one night in the 1920s found something unexpected. The hunters knew something was wrong when their dogs froze and tucked tail, but they didn't expect what they encountered next. They heard something screaming, and this horrible noise started coming toward them, author Andy Nunez told the newspaper Coastal Point. Rather than fire on whatever it was, they backed away. Something large and heavy continued to follow them, snapping through the branches as it came. The hunters encountered the Selbyville Swamp Monster, a large, hairy, hulking beast. An editor of the Delmarva News, Ralph Grapperhaus, claimed he created the Selbyville Swamp Monster as a hoax in the 1960s and dressed friend Fred Stevens in a hairy costume Stevens used to terrify motorists on Route 54 <laughs> and Grapperhaus printed stories of swamp monster hunts in the Delmarva News. Stevens revealed his part in the hoax in 1987. He stopped dressing as the monster after a few months as hunts for the creature became, unco- became common and he feared for his life. However, Stevens' claim, claims don't account for encounters since the 1920s or that they continued long after he hung up his costume. Hmm. Might just be other people. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. All right. My next one is the Malway. This giant stalks the icy fields of winter in search of prey, akin to the better-known Wendigo, the Malway is a large, hairy beast that feasts on human flesh. According to a Delaware Indian legend, the Malway are human beings who have become cannibals and turned into a monster. One legend has a tribe taking in a Malway, feeding it fruits, vegetables, and cooked animal meat until the monster transformed back into a man, according to the Native American website, nativelanguages.org. <laughs> the Zwanadale Merman... Lying in a glass case in the Zwanadale Museum in Luz, Delaware, is a merman. The foot-long mummified creature arrived in Luz in 1800s, a present to the Luz family from a sea captain. The merman has a fish's tail, human-like arms, and a screaming humanoid head topped with white hair. The thing of local legend, the Zwanadale merman, is likely a hoax. The Division of Historical and Cultural Affairs in Delaware said the merman was created in mid-19th century China using a shrunken monkey head, fish, hair, ivory, glass, oak, stain, varnish, and dye, according to an article in the Wilmington News Journal. So, there you go. Bigfoot. (laughs) I began began the Exploring American Monsters series with the Cavite 
that, and I don't know if I said that right, that I would not focus on well-known creatures such as the Jersey Devil, Mothman, and Bigfoot. However, I've included Bigfoot in this installment because, well, it's Delaware. For a long time, Delaware, along with Hawaii, were the the only states in the Union without reported Bigfoot sightings. Delaware can't say that anymore. Three encounters, all in Sussex County in the southeastern part of the state, have been reported to the Bigfoot Field Research Organization. (laughs) Organization. In the past 11 years. (laughs) A college student at Delaware Technical Community College in Georgetown was driving home on a back road from a night class in January 2004 when he saw something he didn't believe existed. As he pulled up to a stop sign, the student noticed a figure standing next to a utility pole staring out into a patch of forest. No. Thinking it was a man, he turned off his high beams and kept driving. As he approached the figure, he noticed its immense size, about eight feet tall, and the thing was covered in thick black hair. When the figure turned its crested head to look at the car, it casually turned back toward the woods as if the car didn't matter. Terrified, the driver sped away as quickly as possible. A woman returning from a vacation with her family in August 2010 saw the head and shoulders of a Bigfoot standing over the corn in a cornfield. No one else saw the creature. A couple that had just returned home from the grocery store in November 2012 heard a tremendous scream followed by a series of knocks of wood on knocks of wood on wood from a patch of trees behind their house. The sun had set about an hour before. The cup the couple saw nothing but was convinced a Bigfoot was near their house. Gosh, that's creepy. That's all I got on those. All right. So this week I have another topic from Ashley. She wrote in um, about dreams, and I always think I always thought dreams were really fascinating. They are really fascinating, but it's very it's very hard to you know definitively say one thing or another about dreams because they're dreams. Yeah, they're always weird and make no sense. And yeah, so whatever. I really had a hard time finding information on this. Um, but all, what I what I did, I'll read you her dream and her e- the part of her email that she wrote me, and then I'll kind of talk through the stories that I have because again I couldn't find much on you know something that I could definitively say this is what it is you know so this is her section of the of the email that she wrote me about dreams. Recently, I've had some really odd dreams. I blame the weather and allergies and medication for my stuffed up head, but it reminded me of a dream my dad used to refer to throughout the years. The following is what I can remember from the last time he recounted this dream to me, which would have been when I was still in high school. So don't judge my moody responses. LOL. (laughs) Um, And bear with me because this is her dad telling her about this dream so it's kind of a conversation so he says i was asleep in the middle of the ground somewhere and it was very dark then all of a sudden from the black i hear a voice call out to me it was cold and i didn't recognize it and i couldn't quite understand what it was saying then i saw a figure begin to appear from the darkness it wore a hood her wait this is the grim reaper You had a dream about the Grim Reaper. Really, Dad? (laughs) He says, yes, don't doubt me. Don't doubt me. Sly grin. Anyway, the figure comes close and motions for me to get up off the ground. So I do and begin to follow him through the darkness. Suddenly, we're in a cemetery. No shit, eh? She's from Canada. (laughs) He says, yes, a cemetery. And all the headstones were turned away from me. I had to turn my head while passing them to read their names. I swear I remember seeing my father's name and my brother's. She says, Dad, you have like six brothers. Which one? He says, this was 20 years ago. Give me a break. Anyway, we continued to pass the headstones and towards this tall winding tree with roots that stretched out towards the headstones. 
The figure stopped moving and turned towards me, and all I could hear suddenly was the cold voice say, it's not your time yet, and then I woke up. She says, you've told me this story about a dozen times, why? He says, when it comes time, he'll come back, so if you see him, you'll know, and you'll miss me when I'm gone. My dad has always told me he had a dream shortly after his own father passed away. He had this dream shortly after his own father passed away when my dad was just 13. Dad was one of the oldest children out of his 12 siblings, so when this happened, he had he attempted high school but ultimately quit to gain job at a fishery to help his family survive. My dad did end up seeing three of his brothers pass before him, two of which were younger than him and died of alcoholism and related illnesses. I wonder if that dream was in some way a warning for my dad in the years that followed. He always mentioned to mentioned the headstones with his father's name and his brother's name but never said exactly who which makes me wonder if my dad knew slash was able to read the names in the dream and just chose not to believe it or not to share or that he really wasn't able to make out the names and was never able to recall he always referred this as his one and only dream he remembered he called it the devil dream makes me wonder about my weird mini psychic dream warnings I get sometimes that I wrote in about previously. Maybe these are related. So I didn't, um, I didn't, I didn't find anything about shared dreams or anything like that. The only thing that I could find that was even kind of close to this was, um, telepathy kept coming up. So, and for some reason, I thought that she had said that someone else had had that dream besides her father. Maybe it's just the fact that he had had it several times. Uh, but for some reason, I got the shared dreams thing in my head. So I have three stories about people who have shared the same dream. Okay. Which these are just the first three that I came across because, again, dreams are dreams they're usually weird and they usually don't make sense yeah. so if you guys share a dream that's really crazy you know in between or like between those two people but for everyone else you know so i did i did three um kind of shared dreams for my first three uh, my first one is liz described a dream she seemed to share with her brother our old dog had passed away and the younger dog we have was clearly depressed by himself. We began the process of looking for a new companion dog for him by visiting local shelters, but without finding a dog that seemed to get seemed to get along with him. After another evening of trying to coax the dog to eat, my brother and I shared a dream. Our dog was happily playing with a puppy. The puppy in our dream was the same tricolored one floppy ear that we both recalled vividly that it had white paws. We made our visit to the shelter that weekend, and we were shown a puppy that just became available the day before, so it hadn't been added to their website yet. Lo and behold, the depressed de our depressed dog's ears immediately perked up, and he began playing with the puppy. The puppy looked more or less exactly like the pup uh, looked like in the dream my brother and I had a few days before. Needless to say, we adopted him, and he's wormed his way into our hearts. So that's kind of crazy. They shared yeah. a dream about a similar looking dog. Uh, my next one. One night my daughter, who was five then, got into bed with me. After both of us were going back to sleep, I had a terrible nightmare where I was a murderer. I woke up in the morning and was thinking about my dream when my daughter woke up. She looked at me and said, Mommy, I had a dream you were killing people. Oh my God. I know. That gave me chills. I know. See, I told you two yeah. of these. But the next one's my favorite. Uh, but yeah, that's creepy. Mm -hmm. That's um, like, what the heck? Yeah, that's weird. Yeah. And my third one, uh, a Reddit user described a strange dream it seems he and his classmates shared. Back in college, I once dreamt that I was standing in my house looking into the woods and that my classmate was standing there looking at me. The next day at college, he came over to me and told me about his dream he had. He dreamt that he was standing in the woods, looking into a house, and saw me looking through the window, looking back at him. 
I didn't tell anybody about this dream before he had told me about this. I didn't find the dream at all special until I realized we had dreamt the same. That creeped me out because... I mean, they were looking at each... That's weird. That, that is weird. They were looking at each other. And it's like... It obviously means absolutely nothing. Exactly. Like, what the heck? That's just... Like, did he astral project? Uh, maybe. That was another thing that, that came up, you know, a little bit. Was people maybe astral project or, or the person was thinking about this person before they had the dream. And it's just very... Nobody knows, it seems like. Yeah, it's weird. So, I mean, there's a lot of theories out there. And like I said, telepathy kept coming up, which is the supposed communication of thoughts or ideas by means other than the known senses. Mm-hmm. Um, so I have a few, and bear with me because these are just the category that they fell under. Some of these I'm like, eh, you yeah. know, but we'll discuss. So my first one of these, the telepathy stories, are uh, my wife and I were redecorating one of our bedrooms. Our labors were interrupted by a peculiar noise that filled the house. I can only describe it as something like the sound of a flock of pigeons taking flight, but it was like nothing I've ever heard before. I looked at my watch and it was exactly 10 minutes before 4. We continued working until about 5 o'clock to be interrupted again, this time by a knock at the door. It was the reverend from the church bringing us some bad news about my brother-in-law who had been working overseas as a missionary. He had just received a phone call to say that my brother-in-law had just drowned at 10 to 4 that day. Ooh, that gave me chills. So, I mean, is that telepathy? Was it? her brother was it i mean it's just i don't know the next one i have is when i answer the phone or receive a letter i always seem to know beforehand who's trying to get in touch with me for example i hadn't contacted a distant cousin for some years i kept thinking about her so i decided to send her a letter but she sent me one before i even set it off in the post box it must have been more than a coincidence that to me is more like telepathy right like like you were thinking of this person maybe because they were thinking of you maybe it's i mean like i said it's i am i have no clue you know like it's this is very i don't know it's i don't know about it it's just Mm, it's yeah i don't know it's freaky though yeah Next one, I was about to cross the road in Sydney, Australia, when I heard my my husband's voice call my name. Anne, Anne. My daughter heard his voice as well, and we looked around for 10 minutes but couldn't see my husband. When we returned home, the front door was open and my husband stood in the hallway. He had cried, I received a signal from home this morning. He said, my father has died. I know what time you received it, I said. At 10.30, I heard you call my name. Oh, I got chills on that one. <laughs> That's creepy. And yeah. like, what is that? I don't know. Yeah, don't all know. of these are, are pretty crazy. But again, I just, I couldn't find anything on it. I can't find, there is, I found that there is um, parapsychology is the study of all of this. Yeah. So, um, you know, if, if, Ashley specifically, if you want to look that up, see if you can find anything more than i can because i i mean like i said there's there's the study of it and that's great but i haven't i didn't i didn't find anything that said definitively where it comes i mean i just don't think people know no i think that well that's one of those things you can't you really can't study it because it there's no rhyme or reason to it right it just happens and right that's it well, I do have some... Well, let me get through these stories first. Um, during the Second World War... <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, my gosh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry, it says, During the Second World War, I dreamed. But I read it like, During the Second World War One. 
And I was like, there wasn't a second uh. World War One that was World War Two. <laughs> It just looked funny to me. Anyway, during the Second World War, I dreamed that I was hiding a man near my brother's girlfriend's house. I was aware of marching and saw a pair of Nazi jackboots. That night, as the dream had hinted, my brother's plane was hit and he was bailed out over our enemy lines. Partisans hid him and buried his parachute. A few months later, I had another dream. I saw that he had come out of hiding and was now on the move. I saw him with a case and could describe the building where he had had stayed. In the morning, I heard the sound of horses' hooves in my room, which someone said was an old omen to say someone would be coming home. Shortly afterwards, my brother did get back to England. He was carrying the same case and had lived in the same building that I had seen in my dream. Hmm that's crazy that's like i'm sorry i just the horse's hooves yeah and people saying that some that means someone's coming home yeah so that was back in the olden days when people (laughs) actually rode horses yeah what about nowadays maybe you hear a car's vroom vroom (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was pictured in my head when you were saying that it's like a car racing through your house. So or maybe you just home. maybe you just hear a "What are you doing, asshole?" Like out of nowhere, and be like, "Oh shit, he's coming home!" I heard him. <laughs> That's what everyone says on their when they're driving because people are stupid <laughs> on the road. Yeah, driving would be so much more enjoyable without people, wouldn't it? A lot of things would be much more enjoyable. <laughs> People. <laughs> that's, that's so true like life <laughs> oh god we okay. are not anti-social people <laughs> no you are <laughs> i mean what <laughs> yes yes i am yeah i am too <laughs> dang it okay anyway Next one, during the 1960s, when I was away at sea, I dreamt that I was standing at the bottom of my bed at home and talking to my wife. Sometime later, when the ship docked at South, at South Africa, I received a letter from my wife asking if everything was all right. I realized that on the same night I had had my strange dream, she had awoken to see me at the bottom of the bed calling her name. I believe now that my spirit had left my body during sleep and visited home. But the weirdest experience I've ever had of mental communication across miles happened some years after, uh, some years later in 1971. I was sat at home watching television with my wife. For no clear reason, I started getting a very painful, stabbing pain in my back. I just wonder, uh, wouldn't it just wouldn't go away, and I must admit, I'd started to get very worried. At work the next day, I was given some horrific news. My brother had been found dead in his car. He had been stabbed several times in the back at exactly the same moment I had experienced the sympathetic feelings at home. Sometime later, the murderers, murderers were caught, convicted, and given life imprisonment. That gave me chills, Very too. sad. Yeah. And, I mean... Like, what the heck? That The first one sounded like astral projection. Yes. Because she saw him. Yeah. And he saw her and was, like, talking to her. and It's almost like, you know, he missed her so much. Yeah. That his, when he, like, relaxed, maybe, like, his soul or whatever went traveling. Yeah, just had he to wanted, see her. He wanted to see her. That's very sweet, but I don't know. That's weird. There's so many stories like that. Yeah, and I mean, I guess you just never know. Next one. A few years ago, I was looking after my ill mother. She started to deteriorate, and I began to worry. I was expecting the doctor and tried to call him at home to ask if he could come early, but there was no reply. Only a short time afterwards, there was a knock at the door. The doctor had arrived early. When he was finished, the doctor told me a remarkable story. As he was driving along, he had heard my voice call out to him, saying, Mother is ill. I need your help. On hearing the phantom voice, he immediately made a detour straight to my house. That's creepy. That is. Like, what the heck? 
That's cool, but it's creepy. Yeah. And I think that's extra creepy because most of these have been either siblings siblings or, or husband and wife yeah. yeah and that's just a doctor and a patient i mean yeah. i guess yeah i guess it depends on how long he's been taking care of her but yeah that's crazy and this is my last story and my first love relationship happened 40 years ago and lasted two years over time i never dreamt of him but one night recently i dreamt he was walking into a spotlight in a room full of people i was seeing this from the very back of the room he was smiling and looking very much like he did 40 years ago when i knew him the next day i was told he passed away i wonder if my dream was me actually seeing him cross over into heaven Hmm. Maybe. Maybe. A month before that happened, a 40th high school reunion was coming up, and I was looking at high school pictures. I was drawn to a photo of the guy who I had my very first kiss with. I had such a crush on him, but it never evolved into a relationship. I was looking at his picture and recalling the crush. Within hours of admiring his photo, I found out he had passed away. (laughs) Sorry. That's not funny. (laughs) (laughs) That's like my story last week. You think this is funny? (laughs) Okay, that was my last story, but I do have a simple test that Russian labs use to assess telepathic potential. It's easy to do. Sit facing your friend, uh, both holding notepads and a pencil. Choose from five shapes. Usually they use square, triangle, circle, waves, and a cross. And try to communicate your choice telepathically to your partner. Let him or her write down what they thought they received. Uh, Success rates up to 20 to 30% were well within uh, statistical probability and indicated nothing special. The higher the number rose above 30%, the greater the possibility that telepathic events might have occurred. Um, So you can also use a deck of cards for this and just kind of sit across from someone. And normally if you get like two or three in a row, that's pretty good. Hmm. Um, But yeah, just kind of try and... You know, I would maybe get in a dark or maybe quiet room at mm-hmm. least and yeah. and just really try to telepathically let this person know what you're thinking and just see. That if would be very interesting. It to would do. be, yeah. So those were that was my um, story or well, my topic that was suggested by Ashley. So thank you again, Ashley, for writing me. Thanks, and- Ashley. Um, I'm sorry I couldn't find more, but... That's all right. Um, I actually have a little addendum to last week's topic. Okay. The doppelganger. Okay. So, I was listening to a podcast this week, and they were talking about the different types of ghosts. Mm-hmm. There is a ghost known as the Fetch. Okay. F-E-T-C-H. A fetch is a doppelganger spirit. It takes on the appearance of someone who has just died or is just about to die. A fetch will usually appear to the the loved ones of the individual and will appear to be perfectly normal if somewhat distant or distracted. Additionally, the fetch will sometimes appear ghostly or shadowy and may vanish down hallways or vanish down alleys or halls if followed. A fetch is not actually the ghost of the person it appears to be. Indeed, often the person imitated is still alive. Instead, it seems to be a phantom that simply takes the same form, though for what reason is unknown. It may be related to the German doppelganger, but a fetch rarely is malevolent. They seem to be only portents, almost like projected versions of precognition. In most cases, seeing a fetch is a sign that the person it portrays is about to die. The fetch may even bear the signs of how the person will die. The movie series Final Destination could be considered to be about an elaborate fetch scenario. And much like in the films, the victim will usually die as predicted by the fetch. 
if not in exactly the same manner. While the appearance of a fetch is usually quite dire, in some circumstances they are considered beneficial. A fetch seen in the early morning as the sun is rising is said to be a sign of a long and happy life for the person it imitates. Hmm. A fetch may only be visible to the person it is imitating or may be visible to everyone except the person who is who it's imitating. The fetch originally comes from Ireland but migrated to England in the 18th century where they became more commonly known simply as doubles. Stories of doubles and fetches abounded in 18th and 19th century folklore, with authors often employing the double as a means of showing the main character the error of his ways. Interestingly, there are older North North legends... (laughs) (laughs) Norse legends of a similar type of ghost known as the... And I cannot say this word. (laughs) F-Y-L-G-J-A. Oh, that's not a word. <laughs> um, that's really all I need to say about that. But I thought that was interesting. That, that is super interesting. Actually, a ghost that it's a doppelganger ghost, and that really that kind of clears up a lot of stuff. But then again, it still doesn't clear up like the one from last week where the girl saw her own with a f- weird limp. And everything was like mirrored. And then later on in life, she had a freaking limp. Yeah. That was weird. And then, like, the grandmother who glared at the grand. Yeah. Whatever. And then walked into the fucking closet. Like, what is that? Unless grandma died later, you know, that they just didn't tell us that. But yeah, that's crazy. The thing is, is it seems like there's. A bunch of different... I mean, there's doppelgangers, but there's a bunch of different yes, types like, and reasons for them being there. Right. It's not just black and white. Yeah. There's a bunch of gray that we don't know anything exactly. about. Yeah. Very interesting. Well, thank you for looking that up. And I'm surprised that didn't come up when I was trying to look for stuff. So. Well, I think it's because you, look, you were looking up doppelgangers. Yeah. And this was about ghosts. Okay. But there's still. a bunch of different types of ghosts, too. Hmm. It's very interesting. Yeah, I know. Um, okay, so it's time for the witty wrap up. Yay, witty wrap up! I did funny Uber stories. Oh gosh. Okay, good. One time, someone put a blow-up doll with two forties duct taped to the doll's hands in my passenger seat and said that the Uber was for her. What? He closed the door, and I just drove me and the doll to the destination. Shut up. <laughs> Oh, my God. What did he do when he got there? I don't know. Did someone pick up the doll? Did the doll get out and walk into the party? <laughs> like, what happened? <laughs> oh, my gosh. Like, I have got to know what happened. It when does they not got say to... what happened. Damn it. <laughs> Picked up a guy in the middle of the day from a bar, took him to a casino nearby, As soon as I got on the freeway, some lady starts tailing me and beeping at me. I freaked out and he said, that might be my wife. Don't worry, she'll stop following soon. (gasps) What? She followed us for the whole 20-minute ride, nonstop beeping. Once we got there, he practically jumped out of my car and ran for the door. She followed him in her car, almost hitting him. Last thing he said to me, don't ever get married. (laughs) What the fuck? Can we say divorce? Uh, something. I, I don't oh know. Oh, my God. <laughs> so, he just runs. <laughs> well, what's he going to do? She's divorced that bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> I mean, uh, what the fuck? Well, they both sound crazy. It's seriously. Oh, seriously. my God. Seriously. <laughs> what's he doing in a bar in the middle of the day and then going to a casino? Yeah, he's got problems. They're both freaks. Seriously. Uh, maybe they deserve each other. <laughs> <laughs> I had a customer tell me they needed to bring their pregnant goat with them. I had to pol- politely refuse. <laughs> oh, oh, no. No pregnant goats in my car. <laughs> 
I picked up a wasted girl one night who managed to tell me her address before passing out. Halfway through the ride, she wakes up and starts screaming that I'm kidnapping her. Oh my god. I start freaking out as she calls 911 and tries to report me. Luckily, it's pretty easy to, pr- to prove that I'm an Uber driver and she requested a pickup. Oh my god. <laughs> Could you imagine being that girl, though? <laughs> She passes out because she's stupid drunk, and then she thinks she's being kidnapped. That's horrible. (laughs) A dude made me quit Uber three weeks in. 1 a.m., I pick him up in a group of wasted college kids. He gets to our destination. Everybody gets out except him. We ask him where he lives. No answer. Blank look. (laughs) Turns out he lived two miles away. I accepted... I accept to drive him for free. Um, He lived in this upper-class neighborhood. 2 a.m., I got him in front of the house, except he can't walk, barely could stand up. I'm helping helping him across the lawn when he opens one eye and starts yelling in his drunk voice, Who are you and what are you doing on my father's property? It's 2 a.m., southern U.S., I am black, looking like I'm wrestling this blonde teenager. I left him there, sprinted away, got into my van, and bolted. Oh, my gosh. Drunk people. Oh, they're so stupid. (laughs) Picked up a guy wearing full BDSM gear. His girlfriend kicked him out during foreplay, and all he had was his phone to call for a ride. Oh, my God. Oh, that's horrifying. I wonder what he did to get kicked out. I know, that's what I was just thinking. <laughs> she, she's probably like, I said no booty play. <laughs> Damn it. Get out. <laughs> Picked up three women on a week on a weeknight around 8 p.m. And they told me to drive to a spa about 10 miles away we started talking and they were all going for massage massages i can't talk tonight i couldn't either it's all right when i dropped them off they insisted that i pick them up in an hour i told them i couldn't guarantee a pickup because i might be busy with other customers i just told them to request a ride when they were done with the the massage they offered to pay for an hour massage for me if i stayed and gave them a ride home in an hour I didn't flinch. I took them up on their offer. I got an awesome hour massage with three nice and funny women and gave them a free ride home. Nice. (laughs) Picked up three people in their late 40s, two guys and a lady, all quite drunk. The moment they climbed in the car, she threatens to punch one in the face while the other eggs her on. He was interested in getting with her and she wasn't having any of it. As I'm considering pulling over, the guy in the front seat suggests that they all should be friends. His plan for patching things up consisted of her showing them her boobs. It took her about 15 seconds to decide that it was a solid plan and happily presented her pleasure pillows. Oh my god. It culminated with the guys touching her boobs in a manner reminiscent of a pair of eight-year-olds petting a hedgehog. We arrived at their destination a couple minutes later. They got five stars. Oh my gosh. Crazy. Had a girl get so wasted she passed out, couldn't wake her for anything, called the paramedics, and they had to slap the shit out of her to wake her up. Oh my god. They asked her if she was ready to go to the hospital and she just screamed, Woo, let's go. (laughs) All right, she said it, let's move her out. Oh my gosh. (laughs) I could not be an Uber driver. Hell no. One time I was driving this couple and I heard these furiously fast little claps in the back seat. Almost like someone was trying to start a fire. Oh my god. I pointed my mirror to see what the fuck was going on in the back of my Mini Cooper when all I see is this Chotosaurus Rex getting what? beaten like no! <laughs> Like it owed the Pearl Girl money. <laughs> Needless to say, I think they were like exhibitionists or some shit because the dude shot glue, clue goo. What? I don't know. In the girl's face once they noticed I saw them and that was it. I continued on to Whole Foods where they both winked at me as they exited. Some sick shit. Oh my God. No. 
cannot well, how can do you that? do that in someone else's car? Seriously. It's the, the Uber drivers, it's their personal car. Yeah, it's car. their car. Yeah, I've gotten into an Uber and there's like toys everywhere. So yeah. they drive their kids around and yeah. they drive. It's not like a taxi where they take yeah. it to the the yeah. taxi place and leave it. Yeah, it's, no. I would be pissed. Yeah. Oh, could you imagine some dude's come in your no. car? No. 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 Not cool. My friend is an Uber driver, too, and he was telling me how this girl peed in his car <gasps> and how funny yet utterly disgusting it was. Uh, I'm out driving the following week, and this passenger was tell me, telling me how she peed in some guy's car the previous week. I was in such fear, and she made a comment how I began to drive faster. When we got to her destination and she got out, I told her I knew the driver whose car she peed in. Oh, my God. Why? <laughs> like... Oh, my God. I don't know. Yeah, I would never be able to do this. Picked up a group of girls who requested to be dropped off at a nearby swimming hole at 3 a.m. to go skinny dipping. As they were getting out, they invited me to join them. I spent the rest of the night skinny dipping with them. Best night ever. <laughs> that says every 20-year-old exactly. dude ever. <laughs> That's all I got. All right. Thank you guys so much for listening. We really appreciate it. Again, look us up wherever you listen to podcasts, uh, Facebook, rate, review, subscribe, and email us anything. We'll take it. Ghoulsnightoutpodcast at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you next week. Later. Bye.